0: Hi everyone, thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina and I'm a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today's episode is all about listening to your body. When we experience physical sensations in our bodies, such as pain, discomfort, exhaustion, or even injury, it's our body's way of screaming at us to pay attention to our emotional well beings. If our true feelings are ignored or not dealt with, our subconscious mind will find another way to get its message across to us. The truth behind our issues will always be shown and felt within the physical body. Injuries or pain will most often appear on one side of the body, and I'll explain that a little bit more later on in the episode. Our bodies will actually become stronger or weaker depending on our mental state. Forgiveness, trust, optimism, acceptance, love, understanding, joy, enlightenment, all strengthen your being as they're very high vibrational energies. However, guilt, shame, grief, fear, anxiety, anger, and hate are all the lowest possible vibrations and will weaken our entire emotional and physical bodies to the point where we can manifest illness, disease, or even injury. So think about that, the last time you were injured, sick, or had an accident, what was happening in your life at that time? How was your mental state, and how were you really feeling? Before I had my spiritual awakening, I was never fully aware of how this all worked, but now as a healer I understand it all so well. I can now look back on my life and pinpoint almost all of my injuries and sickness and recognize what each of them represented from a spiritual aspect and understand that each one of them was an emotional connection to something I was either going through in my life or something that was buried deep, deep down within my soul and my body was screaming at me to pay attention and to look at that emotional pain and trauma and work through healing it. About nine years ago, I remember starting to feel pain in my lower abdomen and I started to vomit. I felt horrible. And at the time, the kids were so young and I assumed it was some sort of flu or bug. I would pretty much throw up from morning until night. I could barely function. And each day that would pass, I was hoping this horrible flu would just go away. But I seemed to just be getting worse. And the weird thing was that no one in the house had it, just me. I had to barrel through the pain and vomiting all day as Nick had to work and I had two small babies to take care of. We have no family in Alberta and I had no one to help. And so when Nick would get home from work, I would make supper and then i would just go lay down i couldn't eat i couldn't sleep i would just lay in bed with a bucket beside me and i would throw up all of the water that i had gotten down that day so this went on for about two weeks straight and yes i probably should have gone to a doctor but i just kept thinking it was some sort of weird bug or virus so on day 14 and i remember it was exactly on day 14 my husband took our oldest son to a hockey game and i felt like little bit better. I stayed home with my youngest and I thought I was getting better but about two hours after they had left I put my son down for a nap and I went downstairs to sit on the couch but suddenly I was violently vomiting again. It was so bad that I was worried about how I was going to take care of the baby when he woke up. My husband called during intermission and he was like oh my god okay look we're coming home I'm going to leave the game right now. And I'm pretty stubborn, and I told him, like, don't worry about it, I'll be fine, I can do this, but he intuitively knew that I really wasn't okay. So the poor guy rushed out of the hockey game, and by the time he got home, I was there on the ground throwing up so badly, I thought I was going to pass out. He took one look at me, and he called an ambulance. When they arrived, they told me that it was probably just a flu, but they took me into the hospital anyways and as I rode in the back of the ambulance, the bumps from the road were just too much. I could not stop vomiting. Thank goodness they hooked me right up to IV filled with pain meds. I was really an absolute mess. I spent hours alone in the emergency room and the doctor wasn't sure what was wrong with me. He said that he thought it could be some sort of infectious disease and so he decided to admit me. I had to give up my bed in the emergency room and I sat in a chair for the entire night while I vomited in a garbage in the hallway in front of everyone. It was such a horrible night. So by late morning the next day, I finally got admitted and moved to a bed on the seventh floor. I remember crying because I was so grateful to be able to just lie down. I was given a private room, which was so great, but I later found out that the reason was because they thought I had some sort of infectious disease and I was actually put into isolation. I was given all sorts of pain meds and sleeping pills. They wanted to do an MRI to see what was causing me so much pain in my lower abdomen. They had done so many tests and they could not figure out what was wrong with me. So finally, when I got the MRI, they saw that I had so much fluid in my reproductive area. It turned out that I had had a ruptured ovarian cyst and when it burst, it caused a horrible infection all throughout my reproductive area. They instantly put me on strong antibiotics and more pain meds. I spent six long days in the hospital, all alone, with no visitors. Well, my husband did actually come, but it was only one time, as the kids were just babies at the time and they were so scared when they saw me all hooked up to IVs. I didn't really want them to worry. All of my friends also had little babies at home. And so, having no family out here, it was just really one of the loneliest, saddest times for me ever. Well, wouldn't you know, almost the exact same thing happened a couple of years later. Another ambulance and hospital trip for me. I thought, how can this keep happening to me? And the last time that it did happen was at the time of my spiritual awakening. So I had to look deeper into the cause of it. I started to realize that there was a reason why this happened. There was so much deep-rooted pain and trauma built up in me, and I was scared to look at it. I was afraid to open those doors because I didn't think I could handle it. But I also knew that if I didn't address the root of the issue, that I would suffer again and again, and maybe manifest an even worse illness. And so I dove in headfirst to heal it. What I learned was that the ovaries represent creativity and creation, And cysts can represent holding on to old hurts, especially from men. It can mean pain from previous emotional, mental, or physical abuse. Also, feelings of victimhood or being taken advantage of. And when I learned this, it was as if a light bulb went off in my head. All of this applied to my past. It was then that I went on a full mission to try to heal my trauma. I had to unlock and open those boxes that I had closed shut. And let me tell you, it was not pretty. It was horrible. I don't think I've ever cried so much in my entire life. I was having Reiki done once a week. I was seeing healers. I was doing forgiveness guided meditations. Basically, I was doing anything possible I could to work through my shit. There's that saying, when you can tell your story without shedding any more tears, you have healed. Well, I did get to that point, but I also believe that healing is a continuous effort. There will always be triggers and hurt, but now for me, I look right at them and work through it right away so that it doesn't get buried again and manifest somewhere else in my body. Now, I wanted to share this incredible miracle story with you all to help you understand that it's so important that you listen to your body. A few weeks ago I had a lady contact me saying that she had heard about me through a friend and wanted to take her Reiki with me. I hadn't taught in almost eight months because of COVID, but I felt I had to run this class. There were only two of them in it and so it was a nice and intimate class. What we learned about her during Reiki was that she was a walking miracle. I was so inspired by her story that I had to ask her if I could share it, And go figure, I was already in the midst of writing this episode about listening to our bodies, and then I meet her. Talk about a sign from up above that I meant to share it so that it will help others. She's a beautiful 32-year-old woman, and she had said that in December of 2019, she had found a lump in her breast that was painful. But she didn't get it looked at until about a month later because she believed that if it was painful, it wasn't a bad thing. That's actually what I had thought as well. But when she did get it tested, she had found out that she had late stage aggressive breast cancer. The doctor asked her if she had life insurance and pretty much told her that there was no hope for her. So she set out to find a new doctor that wouldn't give up on her. She had said that there was absolutely no history of breast cancer in her family. She had no other symptoms besides a lump. They told her that it was bad luck or a fluke of nature. The doctors tried to tell her how long she had left to live, but she stopped them right in their tracks and said she didn't care what the stats were for this disease. She was going to fight it. They thought that she was being overly optimistic and told her to start getting her affairs in order, but she was determined to prove them wrong. Naturally, though, she did go into fear mode and panicked, but she said that there was a voice in her head telling her that she was going to be okay. She said that it was her strong gut feeling that she had had. She always had strong intuition throughout her life, and she's almost always trusted it, but she was having a hard time convincing everyone else to believe that she would be okay. She said that looking back, there were so many signs from the universe to slow down. She was pushing herself too hard. She had always put everyone else first as she was a people pleaser, but she knew that if she was going to fight cancer, she had to figure out how to take care of herself first. She had to truly figure out what self-care was. She knew that she would be given the best drugs to combat cancer to heal at a cellular level, but she also knew that she had to change her lifestyle. Now, when you think lifestyle, you think eat, sleep, etc., but more importantly, it's changing how you think, what you read, the words you say, and the people that you surround yourself with. So she made it her mission to heal, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually as well. She started to discover her inner strength, her purpose in life, and as she became enlightened, she had never felt so empowered. She started to read every possible miracle story out there and disconnected from all the terrible cancer blogs and news that were negative and fearful. She could have gone down a dark path of believing that she was going to die, but she fought back. She said the Heal documentary and the Heal Your Body book by Louise Hay, one of my favorite books that I tell everyone about, saved her life. She learned that suppressed emotions and traumas are all culprits of disease and manifest in the body. She said she pictured the cancer as weeds. If the soil was filled with fear and negativity, it would be the perfect environment for the weeds to thrive. So she chose to fertilize her soil with positivity, trust, faith, and a whole lot of hope, watering it with lots of love. She told me that her journey led her to me. And that first day of Reiki, I looked right at her, never meeting her before, and I said, this course will be life-changing for you. It helped her to remember who she was, a light worker sent to earth to live this experience in order for her to teach others about her journey. So where does she stand today with cancer? Well, Two days before level two of the Reiki course, she received news that there was little to no active cancer found in her body. They will of course still keep a close eye on her, but the doctors are blown away by her results. It's a complete miracle. She has defied all odds from what she was originally told. She is healing herself with her thoughts, her actions, words, and the help of modern medicine. We can heal our bodies. It really is possible. But don't get me wrong, sometimes we have a journey that involves exiting at a certain time. But if it isn't our time and we aren't being good to our bodies or not listening to them, we could create and manifest illness. While we are here living as souls in a physical body, it's important that we take care of ourselves. Now, remember I said I would explain how physical symptoms and pain tend to appear on one side of the body? I find this part not only fascinating, but so helpful when trying to heal something. So the left side of the body is the receptive or yin side. It's connected to all the females in our life, such as mother, daughter, sister, or girlfriends. It holds our past experiences, our memories, our emotional self, but also emotional pain or joy. And the right side of the body is the yang energy. It represents how we move forward into the future. This side is connected to the males in our life. It holds fear and also our painful past. Almost every single injury or pain that I've ever had has literally been on my right side of my body. I've torn my right rotator cuff in my shoulder. I've torn the cartilage in my knee. I've sprained my ankle more than six times. My ovaries even ruptured on the right side. And really, I could go on and on explaining a list of all the other injuries that I've had on the right side. But what I've come to realize is that every single one of those injuries represented a male in my life that either hurt me or harmed me. So now, if I ever even have any pain in my body, instead of ignoring it, I go to the root of what is causing it and work on healing it. And you may be wondering, how do I do that? Well, the first thing is that I figure out if I need to forgive someone or forgive myself for something. I stop right in my tracks and pay attention to how I was feeling that week. Like who upset me? Do I feel guilty for something? Was I feeling depressed, anxious, angry or sad? Every emotion is fully connected to our physical beings and so I do my best to heal it. I may do a guided meditation, some self-care, write a letter of forgiveness to someone or even to myself, but the point is I won't allow myself to bury the emotions. I'm such a firm believer in the saying that you have to feel it in order to heal it. And then I work on divine and perfect health. I will not only tell myself that I'm healthy, I will use a mantra to help myself believe it. So if I ever feel that I'm getting sick, I say to myself, cancel, clear and delete that worry. And then I replace it with the mantra of, I am perfectly healthy, perfectly healed. This mantra really, really does work. So today, I want to leave you all with this. No one knows your body better than you do. Trust your intuition at all times. You can heal yourself. And yes, sometimes that involves modern medicine. But please remember this. Your thoughts and words are also your greatest ability to initiate the healing. Try your best to deal with your past pain, trauma, and upsets so that that energy doesn't manifest in your body in a negative way. And when your body does react, whether that be through pain or illness, listen to it. Heal what needs to be healed on an emotional soul level, and the body will follow. So I want to thank you all so much for being here today with me on the Divine Messages podcast, and I will talk to you all next week. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.